It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. Tip top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for December the 7th. We have got a wonderful array of guests coming your way for this holiday season and this holiday edition of the show. Coming up in just a few minutes, we will check in with Quincy Notre Dame Lady Raider basketball coach Eric Orn. He's actually on his way to Auburn today for the Quincy Catholic beginning of a pursuit at the seventh grade level of a state championship. So obviously the rich are about to get richer in terms of talent for the Lady Raider basketball program. And as a special guest today, got a chance to get hooked up this week with Myers Hendrickson, former Macomb three-sports star who has gone on to quite a bit of early coaching success at the college level in his football coaching career, following in the footstep of his dad, who was obviously the Western Illinois head coach. So that's always fun, and Myers is always great to catch up with. So certainly looking forward to that in just about 15 minutes here on The Big Show. But before we begin and get into our slate of wonderful guests, we're going to talk about what happened last night on the Friday night basketball docket. It wasn't a really busy Friday, but it certainly was an eventful one, especially at Blue Devil Gym last night, where the Blue Devils, they were down by as many as 10 in the first quarter, trailed by as many as 8 in the second quarter as Galesburg came out just shooting the lights out last night, and somehow the Blue Devils managed to cobble together a five-point lead by halftime, and in the second half it was the Lucas Reese show as the Blue Devils stay undefeated, beating formerly unbeaten Galesburg 59-50. to Lucas Reese was the story last night. He had 23 points, most of it in the second half last night as the Blue Devils looked really good, found a way to close that out, and again, can't do much better than 4-0 at this point. The Blue Devils are at home tonight. That's that early start against Oswego every year. Six o'clock tip, we believe, at Blue Devil Gym tonight. So if you're looking for something to do on the Saturday docket, there you have it right here in town. Also, last night, Brown County goes on the road and finds out just how good that third-ranked Winchester West Central team is, losing 75-44. to Gabe Cox and Cole Howard, each with 20 for the victorious Cougars in that contest. Southeastern appears to be very much for real, behind outstanding freshman Danny Stevens, who scored 20 points last night in Southeastern's 42-36 to win over the Sockies. Will Guthrie had 13 points in a losing cause for Pittsfield. Camp Point Central runs into the Liberty buzzsaw last night in Liberty, 50-28. to Brighton Klingle, 13 points. There may not be a more balanced across-the-board team from, I guess, first 10, as we talked about with Greg Altmix last week, than Liberty at this particular moment in time. Uh, Barry Western with a win last night at Grigsville Perry, 60-46. to Preston Wellman leading the way in that one with 16 points. The Unity Mustangs ran into a pretty darn good Bigsville West Central team and lost by 20 last night, 62-42. to Payson Seymour goes on the road to Highland, playing a cross-border battle and wins 67-37. to Lots of good things in that game. First of all, Cole Schwartz with his first bucket last night scored his 1,000th career point and then didn't stop scoring buckets. He had 34 on the night. His teammate Lucas Luce, who's been as good as anybody, to date this season in tri-state basketball had 10 points 10 rebounds and 10 assists for his first career triple double the really neat story last night late in the game justin plant a young man with down syndrome comes in knocks down three triples and ends up actually leading highland and scoring last night with nine points really a cool scene between two schools that i know have a lot of respect for each other very class move by uh, you know pace and seymour being party to that so congratulations to justin plant on his huge night last night what a great and moving storyline that was as well more from Illinois Boys Basketball, Bushnell Prairie City, I should say, a 53-50 to winner last night over Rushville Industry. It was Beardstown taking down North Green, 85-63. to 
Burlington in double overtime goes to the Gate City and drops Keokuk to 0-2. Two hard luck losses for Zach Summers and the Chiefs. They lose 61-59 again in double overtime. Mount Pleasant beats Fort Madison last night in the Bloodhounds home opener 47-39. At the PBD, at the PBT tournament, that's easy to say, down in Troy, Missouri, Hickman. Knocks off Hannibal 59-49, to which means Hannibal goes 0-3 for, for the tournament down in Troy. Also last night, the Palmyra Panthers looked great in dismantling Canton 76-44. Aaron Stamper leading the way with a barrage of three last night. He had 17 points in the victory. Mark Twain all over Marion County on the boys' side, 80-22. to Preston Eckler with 18 in that one. On the girls' side, over in Winfield, Missouri, Hannibal takes third place in the tip-off classic, 50-22. to Kaylee Falconer named to the all-tournament team there. The Palmyra girls stifling defense last night, beating Canton 57-15. Megan Stone leading the way in that one with 22 points. Also, Mark Twain, a winner at home over Marion County, 55-35. Emma Ross with 21 points and 8 rebounds to the victory. The Kia Cup Chiefs go on the road and beat Burlington 55-35. And Central Lee falls prey to Burlington Notre Dame, 57-27 at home last night. One women's college basketball score to pass along. Nyack 82, John Wood 70, Allison Moore, the pride of Paris, Missouri, had 30 points in the loss. All right, when we come back, we're going to break down all things Lady Raider and Quincy Catholic basketball with Eric Horn. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. Always a pleasure to talk some Lady Raider basketball and beyond with the great Eric Orn, who's joining us by way of the car phone today as he's driving down to Auburn. Coach Orn, first of all, before we get to the present of Quincy Notre Dame Lady Raider basketball, I want to talk to you a little bit about the future because you're heading down to the junior high school state quarterfinals today as Quincy Catholic is taking on Sherrard over at Auburn, I think at uh, like 10 a.m. I got a chance to, I'll plead some ignorance, I got a chance to look at a little bit of uh, scoring from that game. You had Annie Eaton drop, I think 22 the other night. What's that, uh, what's the composition of this undefeated uh, junior high school team? Well, right now, the, the, what's great about it, and I was just talking to my coaching staff about it, these kids will run through a brick wall for me, so uh, they've been a lot of fun to coach. Uh, actually re-energized me a lot as a coach, so uh, we're excited about our opportunity to take on Sherrard today, who's got a nice little squad. But uh, Annie Eaton's special. Uh, for a sixth, uh, seventh grader, she can shoot the three. Uh, she just kind of handles herself really well on the court. Uh, and she's going to be a nice uh, future Raider, uh, Lady Raider basketball player for us. You've got a great group of young players coming through, and I think people are pretty aware of your freshmen as Abby and Blair have made big impacts in this great start. I know you're a guy who treasures what Quincy Notre Dame Lady Raider basketball has become over the last years and the great legacy of it. To be back at another point where the talent cycle is on the uptick has to be super fun for you. It it is, and uh, again, it's about building something, and, and, and the girls are starting to buy in. We had one of our best practices yesterday. And like you said, Abby and Blair are a big part of, uh, you know, the, the success we've had early in the season. Uh, but, you know, we're excited. We've got some big games coming up, Rochester. And, uh, of course, uh, Palmyra is having a, has got a great squad, too. And they'll be uh, in the pit on December 17th. So 
I think the Fangs will be out on both teams on that game. Yeah, absolutely, and I got a chance to see them last night. You're talking about two great defensive teams right there, so that'll be super fun. But to this point, Eric, I think you've played a really good schedule as well. I mean, there is no smoke and mirrors to this. You beat a really good community R6 team and a West Hancock team that obviously with the addition of Mallory Ross has become pretty darn salty as well. Do you like kind of where you're at with these girls to this point and what they've accomplished? And I know it's early and nobody wants to pat themselves on the back, but it really has been a strong start. It is. Um, I, I don't think we've played a complete game yet, so we're still working on the discipline of you know playing all 48 minutes. But uh, I, I, we're obviously we're, we're in a good spot. Uh, the practices are better. Uh, I like the competition we're having in our practices every day, which has been missing the last few years. So uh, it's paying off, and hopefully, you know, each as each day we improve. We get better and better, and uh, like I say, we'll get ready for these big games like Palmyra coming up. Is is that just because you're so deep? Because you do have the luxury, and I've seen you play 10 or 11 girls, um, and that does breed that that uh, practice competition, I would think. It does, and it brings us back to years ago uh, when we did have those good runs, and those practices were special. But uh, to run our style, you, you have to run 8, eight to 10 deep uh, if we're going to press and, and play that up-tempo style that we have. From your standpoint, I mean, obviously, it has been, I know, a fun group to coach at this point, but what is the thing that stands out to you? Because I know you have higher-level goals and expectations. What's the one thing that you think that this team may have to work on the most, Eric, to get where you want it to be? Um, I'll go back to my earlier statement. I think you just have to play a full, complete game and understand how hard they have to play every day uh, with teams like Civic Memorial or you know, anytime you, you've seen sectional final games, those, those games, it, it's everything, every possession matters. And I think once we value that as a team, I, I think we, we take that big step and, you know, return Lady Raider basketball to where it should be. You've, you've had some great teams. I, I don't need to say that. Everybody knows this. But you've not had, I, I don't think, a, a, like a twin tower scenario the way you kind of do with Abby and obviously the returning All-Stater, Sidney Humbert. That's got to be a, kind of a unique coaching puzzle to put together and something that kind of works to your meticulous mind. Those two can do an awful lot off of each other. They can, and they're, they're really starting to work together a lot. It, it, you know, it, for obviously the last two years, teams just figured out if they saw Sydney on film, they double down on her, and now they can still do that, but we can obviously kick the ball to the other side of the court with Abby, and she can create a lot of offense for us. And, you know, Blair, Blair's been knocking down a lot of three-pointers for us, and that's probably our top three-pointing shooter right now. So we've got a lot of offensive weapons, which is exciting this year uh, for us. So, yeah, it's harder for teams to really, you know, pick out who they're going to defend. Well, Eric, best of luck to you today. Go get yourself, I guess, the first two steps of the state championship, and best of luck to the Quincy Catholic 8th graders. I know you're playing at 10 o'clock, so go get one, my friend. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk basketball with Eric Warren, and we'll keep you updated on the uh, hopefully the very successful day for Quincy Catholic. And when we come back, we're going to talk to an old friend, Myers Hendrickson, who's currently the new and very successful first-year men's college football coach at Kansas Wesleyan, when the big show rolls on. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. 
He is a former Macomb three-sports star. He is the former 2006 KHQA Illinois Offensive Football Player of the Year. And he is the current head football coach coming off a very successful first year at Kansas Wesleyan. I am pleased to be joined by Macomb's own Myers Hendrickson today. Myers, Myers, first of all, how are you? Chris, I'm doing great. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, We wish we were still playing. Uh, Got knocked out of the quarterfinals. Uh, national quarterfinals last week, but uh, the next best thing to play in is talking to you, so I appreciate your time. Oh, God help you, my man, but I do appreciate the kind words, and obviously this has got to be fun for you, because I know coaching has been something. Your dad, for everybody who knows, is Mark Hendrickson, the former very successful Western Illinois coach, who's now on your staff as your running back coach. Did you always kind of know the architecture of your future would involve coaching in some way, Myers? I did, uh, you know, going to to Western Illinois and having a chance to play there. I really enjoyed my experiences and made some lifelong relationships uh, with my coaches. They were great role models for me, and I knew that's what I wanted to do if I had the opportunity. So this was your first year over back in Salina, although I I think you started your career coaching there as a grad assistant. Is that correct? I was there. Uh, I had some experience before I was at Kansas Wesleyan, but I was here in 2014 and 2015, Met my wife, Hannah, here. Uh, we've got a lot of family in the area, um, and it was a situation where, um, you know, I knew if I had the opportunity to come back, I would. You know, just the coaching profession is um, it, it, it's crazy. You never know what's going to happen. But we were really here in a transformational time in 14 and 15 and, um, you know, went from two wins to, to uh, ten wins and made the NAI playoffs. Uh, my second year here, I was offensive coordinator, and then um, the, the program really took off from there. So I knew if I had a chance to come back, uh, I'd love the opportunity, and it just worked out that way. Myers, you obviously had a great first season as the head coach this season, undefeated through the regular season, and as you mentioned, on I think it ends up finishing 12-1, and just a little short of where you want. But to see this thing come kind of full circle from where you touched on that you started, what's been the biggest key for, for Kansas Wesleyan to kind of make that jump? What do you see about positive culture that kind of has spurred this outlier success? Because you were ranked as high as number two in the country. We did. Uh, we did achieve the, the highest uh, ranking in school history this year, and there had been a lot of success. So I walked into a, a really good situation. I think it always starts at the top. Our president and athletic director, very committed um, to student-athlete success on and off the field, Dr. Matt Thompson, our president, and then uh, Mike Herman, our athletic director, who hired me. Um, he's actually now um, at Old Dominion. Uh, he was hired during my first season here away to oh, wow. Division One University, Old Dominion, and then um, – Steve Wilson stepped in, athletic director, is doing an incredible job. So I think it was the commitment to our student-athletes from the top. But you hit it. It's culture over talent. Uh, I emphasize being a great teammate all the time. On the field, we play a fast, physical, aggressive style of play. I want our players to have fun. Um, it is just a game at the end of the day. I believe that people do their best work when they're having fun, and uh, that's what we try to emphasize on a, on a daily basis. And then, you know, what I tell our, our players, our student-athletes, is if you, know, if you can become a better student, become a better person and become a better football player every week. I'm doing my job, and that's what we tried to do, and I think we did that each week. You had a chance to bring Dad on staff, and I know he's probably tickled pink to be a part of that because he's always such a valuable resource, especially when it comes to you know offensive thought. Your, your dad really knows his stuff from that, that side of things. Just what's it like to have him there to bounce things off of and to have him on staff? And have you had to pull rank on Dad yet at any point? <laughs> no, he uh... – well, I obviously wouldn't be here without him and, uh, you know, what he brings to, to me as a sounding board as a head coach has been, has been instrumental to my success. 
Uh, there's really no preparing for the administrative side of things. And um, with me still being very involved in the offense as a head coach, um, there are a lot of administrative duties. And with him having done that at the Division One level, uh, that was really big for me. Um, time management's a huge, huge piece of this position, and he's really been able to help guide me and um, and, and really be instrumental in the success of the entire program. But, um, yeah, I'm thankful that he's right there with me, actually shares an office with me, so um, he's not far away. When I need to ask the question, he's just he's sitting on the other side of the room. So I have to ask you this because this is I've been dying to ask you this. Is there any moment where you actually hear yourself speak and hear either Mark Hendrickson or Kelly Sears echoing in your own ears? All the time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, uh, uh, that's what I'm a product of. Um, you know, going back to uh, my time at Macomb um, was really special with Kelly Sears and Steve Horrell, Max Kreps, um, all had a huge impact on my life and um, really made me want to continue to play college athletics. And then, you know, being around my dad at the college level um, really shaped who I am as a, as a football coach. But in my, you know, roots with, again, with, with Coach Horrell, Coach Sears, Coach Kreps, um, they had huge impacts on me and, and been very impactful to a lot of students at Macomb High. I think the Hendrickson family architecture here is really kind of special within college football because not only are, well, I should say within college athletics, because not are, not only are you having the success where you were also named your conference coach of the year in your first season, but your brother Davis, who a lot of people remember was a Division One baseball player at Illinois as well, is now working at the University of Pittsburgh as an associate athletic director. Have you guys kind of just kind of sat down and kind of pinched yourself at kind of just what has gone on here with the, the trajectory, both you and your brother are on uh yeah it's, it's happening really fast so i mean we don't we don't have time to even really talk much i mean we t- uh we, we try to talk on the phone i don't know if it's um you know once every couple weeks uh he was able to make it out here uh to one game when they had a bye week at Pitt. um but yeah it's, it's fun to be around it you know this is we leave um you know this is what we we live breathe and, and sleep uh is college athletics so you know we're just fortunate to, to be a part of it and make a career out of it Myers, one of the fun things is obviously to have this kind of success is to try to figure out how to sustain it. And and I don't know that anybody in the country had a better first year. What's the next evolution for you to get where you want to be with Kansas Wesleyan uh, football and to kind of spin it into that national power over there in Salina? Recruiting, uh, that's a big piece. We've got, I'm really fortunate. We have an awesome staff uh, that, you know, we're working around the clock on on finding uh, potential recruits. Um, and, you know, we're constantly watching film and contacting and, and making sure the right fit uh, for us, you know. And, and then that's when really the fun part of my job comes in is when spring football gets here because we're going to bring in a, a large transfer class this year because we do have a lot of starters to recruit, um, you know, to a lot of starters that we're losing. So we got to recruit mid-year players that are going to come here uh, for second semester that, you know, right now, as you know, as we speak, they're, they're learning about Kansas Wesleyan through different things, different uh, forms of communication with them. And then that's when my job really starts as a head coach, and that's when it really started last spring. So we had a large transfer class last year when I came in as head coach, is bringing this team together. You know, that's what I'm going to have to do. You know, we, we take pride in bringing in students from all over the country, uh, different, you know, religious, economic, uh, ethnic backgrounds, bring them together, and we form a family. And the great thing about family is that everybody's loved, everybody's accepted, Everybody is going for the same goal. And uh, once we get, you know, emphasized that personal sacrifice is, is emphasized over personal gratification, you know, our students start to understand that. And I think that's where, 
you saw the team chemistry that we had this year. Uh, we were in some close ball games. You know, we won one game 48-47 in the regular season. And then we, if we don't win that one, we probably don't host a home playoff game. But the one thing I was most proud about that team, our team, is that they kept believing the whole time. And, again, with the amount of transfers we're bringing in each year, and we have them believing in one another, offense, defense, and special teams, you know, that, that bond, it, it, it's brought together over the offseason. It's done during spring football. It's done during the summer. And so that's my next challenge is bringing this next team together, the 2020 Coyote football team, and getting them together and believing like we did in 2019. If we can do that, we'll be in good shape. I want to ask you, because I think it's always important for kids to hear, especially from a successful college football coach, what do you look for? Is there a singular thing that you're looking, obviously athletic ability and talent, but is there a singular thing that for you, when you're in the recruiting process, that if I'm a young man who wants to play college football, that I should profile? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is being a great teammate. And so our, our number one goal, at, or number one rule, really, and goal that we'll talk about after you know each week and after each game is do right by your teammates. And if we can find students that will do right by their teammates and represent our program the right way, that's going to give you a chance. Now, there's no doubt, you know, we're going to find physically the right people to help us win. But they also, more importantly, have to fit the right mold for Coyote football. And, again, you know, th- those are the things that I really stress to the team is that, you know, we're going we're gonna to put, you know, we're going to emphasize that sacrifice, you know, over personal gratification. We're going to make sure we do things the right way and believe in one another and play as a team. And I think that enhances the overall experience for the entire team. But um, it's got to be the right fit. Um, you know, as far as with the, the actual physical side of things, you know, we recruit by position. Um, so depending on how many players we lost at that position, especially if they're starters, we're looking for guys to come in and compete right away in the spring. So we're looking for players physically that can come in and, and compete at those positions for spring football. Um, but in the, in the phone conversations and getting to know these students and, and flying around the country to go meet them in person, uh, we got to figure out that the right fit for us and, and that they're going to be great students uh, and great people as well. That's the most important thing about Kyle football. Well, in the two minutes we have left, Myers, I know the city of Macomb is very, very proud of you. And when we finally got this together and said we'd get a chance to interview you, things kind of blew up. And I know we've got a lot of listeners up there today. Anything you want to shout back home to all the good folks who are a part of this journey at the very outset of it? Yeah, just Macomb High School is an incredible place. Um, Again, I mentioned Kelly Sears and Steve Horrell and Max Krebs have been very impactful in my life. And it's it's been fun. It's been fun. It's all rooted uh, in in Macomb High School and the values I was taught there. And I know that athletic department is going to continue to uh, to have success, especially under Steve Horrell's leadership. I was extremely excited to see that he was hired as athletic director. Um, you know, there's no better bomber than Steve Horrell, and he's going to make sure that athletic program continues to succeed at a high level on and off the field. Head coach Myers Hendrickson, everybody, who is your KCAC Coach of the Year after leading his team to an undefeated run in the regular season, 12-1 and overall and number two in the nation. Go win yourself a national championship, Myers, and I look forward to talking to you again down the road. We'll do our best. Thanks, Chris. That's awesome. And happy holidays to the Hendrickson family in general as well. What a great show this was today. And coming up tonight, we've got a loaded slate for you on overtime. As I mentioned earlier, huge day. You heard Myers talking about Macomb. Well, Macomb High School plays host to Quincy Notre Dame tonight in basketball, which that rivalry is always super fun. Highlights of that on the big overtime show for you tonight. We've also got Quincy High School Oswego, which is traditionally a very fun game to have taken taken place here at Blue Devil Gym. 
Lots of other afternoon college basketball. Those really improved Quincy High girls are playing this afternoon at 1230 at home if you're looking for something to do as well. So obviously a big slate on tap. We'll keep you updated with all of that tonight at 1030, one half hour of sports, all local tonight at KHQA CBS. Again, thanks for joining me this week. Happy holidays to all of you. And we'll be right back here next Saturday for the morning ticket where we're going to talk a little basketball and a little wrestling next week as well. We'll see you then, everybody. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.